Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. It is Thursday, June 23rd. I'm Gideon Resnick. And I'm Priyanka Arabindi, and this is What a Day, where we're looking to set up our newly single friend, Rupert Murdoch. That's right. Friend is interesting. He's more of a friend of me, I guess. We don't feel fondly, but he is rich and divorcing his wife, apparently, if you are interested. Yeah. Shoot us a DM if you want to meet a 90 year old architect of global chaos. We've got someone for you. On today's show, rescue efforts are underway in Afghanistan after a massive earthquake killed over a thousand people. Plus, Biden has proposed suspending the federal gas tax for three months, though how much that would do to help drivers isn't totally clear. But first today, we are going to dive a little bit deeper on the gun control bill the Senate unveiled on Tuesday so you know what's in it and what could happen in its future. So hours after the text of the bill was released, the Senate voted 64-34 in a procedural vote to allow for its quick passage, which some are hoping will happen as soon as Saturday. Here's Democratic Senator Chris Murphy, one of the lead negotiators on the bill, talking about it on the Senate floor on Tuesday. This bill will be too little for many. It'll be too much for others. But it isn't a box-checking exercise. This bill is not window-dressing. This bill is going to save lives. And given those numbers in that vote, there is a very strong chance that this passes, which would make it the first significant gun legislation to be enacted with bipartisan support in 26 years. 14 Republican senators, including Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, voted to advance it, clearly indicating that there will be enough support to meet the 60-vote threshold that's necessary to overcome the filibuster. Yeah, and while the bill falls far short of what many advocates have wanted for years and years, John Feinblatt, the president of Everytown for Gun Safety, said in a statement, quote, this bipartisan legislation meets the most important test. It will save lives. So Priyanka, I wanted to find out more about what's in the bill, what it will actually do, and how we got to this moment. Yesterday, I spoke to Chip Brownlee. He is a reporter at The Trace, a nonprofit newsroom that focuses on gun violence in America. He started by explaining the key parts of this legislation. So there are several uh, main components of the bill. The biggest ones, I think, are $250 million for community violence prevention programs, $750 million for states to implement red flag laws or other things like that. So it could be mental health courts or drug courts or veterans courts. But there are also some other uh, provisions that have to do more directly with firearms. So one of those is to close what's called the boyfriend loophole. The bill also includes uh, enhanced background checks for people who are under 21 and a clarification of who needs to get a federal firearms license, which is actually kind of an interesting provision that could subject more guns to background checks. Um, The big things that didn't make it into the bill were things like an assault weapons ban or outright raising the age for people to be able to purchase an assault weapon to 21. Right now it's 18. So I think when Democrats went into this, they kind of accepted that they weren't going to get those things. And so they kind of negotiated from a position, which was that we're going to get what we can get from Republicans. Yeah. And you mentioned the boyfriend loophole. That's something that was causing a stop in negotiations, or it, it was causing a pause at least. 
what was the kind of back and forth there and what does the legislation ultimately do about this? So we say boyfriend loophole. Really, the question is like just over dating partners in general, because right now federal law only applies to spouses and uh, people who have children together or people who live together. So if you're just kind of in a, a normal kind of dating relationship, the prohibitions on a person who's been convicted of domestic violence from getting a gun wouldn't apply to any dating partner. So what the bill actually does is it adds a definition to the current law to say that an intimate dating partner would also face those same restrictions. And they were going back and forth on how to define dating partner. But what I think they ended up doing was looking at states that have already kind of taken steps to close that loophole and kind of mirrored some of their language. But it, it, still, that definition is <laughs> a bit broad, even the way that they've done it now. And it will kind of be up to judges and courts to determine the exact definitions there. That kind of gets me to the other thought that I've had about this, which is what sort of tangible impact could all of these things have? Does it seem like there will be sort of immediate ramifications? I think so. The funding is quite a big deal. I know that those aren't always the sexiest thing in a, in a gun bill, but this is quite a significant amount of money for community violence prevention programs, which are things like cure violence or street outreach programs that operate in cities all over the country already. And there is evidence that they work. And I think having this funding in place for red flag laws, which allow courts to you know, temporarily take firearms from people who are a threat to themselves or others, that could have a significant impact. You know, this won't force states to adopt red flag laws, but there's already been a trend of states doing this. And so this could kind of push that further in that direction. I think one of the big things is by clarifying the definition of who needs to get a federal firearms license, that will subject more guns to background checks. So if the ATF and federal law enforcement can start actually enforcing that, we could see, you know, fewer issues with guns being sold at gun shows without background checks, um, because all federal firearms licensees are required to conduct background checks on all gun sales. And this is sort of getting me to the question of like the politics here, right? Because you have Senate Republicans Mm -hmm. that are poised to vote for this. And you also have Senate Democrats like Senator Chris Murphy talking about this being a very significant piece of legislation. How are we existing in a world where both of those things are sort of true at the same time? They're already kind of selling them in different ways. Republicans, you know, kind of went into this saying, we're not going to give anything up. And Democrats went into the negotiation saying, we're willing to give a lot of things up Mm. um, in exchange for getting something. And I think that was a bit different than some of the past negotiations. And so we've already seen 14 Republicans vote for this. And, you know, with that, that's enough to get over a filibuster. Uvalde and Buffalo changed things. I think Republicans also kind of realized that this was not a time to do nothing again. They just kind of met in the middle. And from the outside, how are people that have been pushing for reforms or control been responding to this? And then conversely, how is an organization like the NRA responding to this? The gun reform groups are viewing this very positively. I mean, this is the first action to reform the gun laws in the country in a significant way in 30 years. And so I think a lot of those groups are viewing this as a step in the right direction. On the flip side of it, the NRA has already come out and said that they're you know, not backing this bill, even though it has things in there like funding for mental health and funding for school safety that they do support. And then there are other gun groups that are more you know, to the right than the NRA who are just outright bashing it already. Mm-hmm. And former President Trump has also said that he opposes it. So House Republicans have said that they oppose the Senate bill, that they're working on their own. So how does the Senate bill compare to the House bill? And 
What does this mean for this actually getting passed? The Senate bill is a lot less expensive than the version that House Democrats passed a couple of weeks ago. The House version would have raised the age to purchase an assault weapon. It also would have, going further than incentivizing states to pass red flag laws, it would have kind of created a federal version of the red flag law that federal courts could have imposed. So the Senate version is a lot more I guess, modest than the House version. But we've also seen, you know, progressive members of Congress like Cori Bush and AOC come out in support of this. And Speaker Pelosi has said that they're going to pass it quickly next week. But on the flip side of that, like you said, House Republicans and the House Republican leadership are already kind of lobbying against this bill, even though it was crafted in some ways largely by Republicans in the Senate. So I wouldn't expect, you know, more than five or 10 Republicans in the House to support this. And I don't think that that's going to get in the way of Mm -hmm. of it passing. I want to close with this. You know, a lot of focus that we have on gun violence often comes in these cycles of like headline grabbing mass shootings. But it's obviously, you know, much more endemic and common in the U.S. than those events. So when people think about this legislation, how could it possibly impact the violence the country sort of experiences on that level every day? Yeah, the vast majority of gun violence is not the type of mass shootings that get a lot of media play. Most gun violence is community gun violence, interpersonal gun violence, and domestic violence with firearms. And I think that in many ways this bill would address those things more than even the mass shootings. Because every time you know we get into these political debates after a big mass shooting, it's like, well, would this law have prevented the last mass shooting. And really, I don't think we can say whether this law would have prevented the last mass shooting. It does have an enhanced background check process for people under 21, but it's not clear that that would have caught or prevented the shooter in Uvalde from getting a gun. But we do know that this significant funding for community violence prevention and for red flag laws and other similar programs will have an effect on the kind of day-to-day violence that we see, which is different than the mass shootings that grab attention. And Priyanka, that was my conversation with Chip Brownlee of The Trace. Yeah, and one more thing we should update listeners on about Uvalde. Pete Arredondo, the Uvalde school police chief who was accused of botching the response to the mass shooting, was placed on administrative leave last night. We'll have more on that soon. We'll also link to the trace in our show notes. But that is the latest for now. We'll be back after some ads. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S., with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. 
over a thousand people are dead and another 1,600 are injured after a huge earthquake hit the eastern region of Afghanistan on Wednesday. This is the worst earthquake Afghanistan has seen in decades, and the city of Khost near the Pakistani border took the brunt of the damage. Thousands of homes in the area, most of which are traditionally built out of soil and stone, were flattened, and residents spent most of yesterday clawing through the rubble in order to reach those who were trapped underneath. According to Afghan journalists, authorities have sent helicopters and medical teams to the area, but coast is so remote from the rest of the country that it could take a while for help to arrive. The disaster comes amid the country's economic and humanitarian crisis, where millions of people are living in poverty. And officials say that the death toll may rise in the coming days as more victims are discovered amid the widespread damage. We'll link to ways you can help those affected in our show notes. A rough day for the NFL's public relations department, which is currently faced with not one, but two major sexual harassment and assault scandals. Starting with the Washington Commanders, a congressional panel said yesterday that the team's owner, Daniel Snyder, interfered with the NFL's investigation into claims of sexual harassment against the team's female employees. According to a memo by the panel, Snyder conducted his own, quote, shadow investigation to derail the NFL's probe and sent private eyes to harass and intimidate witnesses in the case. Snyder also refused to attend the hearing the panel held yesterday on the issue using a time-tested football play called a coward back sneak. Mm. Okay, great. Uh, but the panel's <laughs> chairwoman says she plans to subpoena him to provide a deposition next week. There is also an update on the Cleveland Browns quarterback, Deshaun Watson. He settled with 20 of the 24 women who sued him for sexual misconduct. Back in March of last year, several female massage therapists accused Watson of coercing them into sex during his appointments while he was playing for the Houston Texans. And two more women have come forward in recent weeks with similar stories. Among the four women who did not settle with Watson is Ashley Solis, the first woman to accuse him publicly. Watson's lawyer declined to comment on the settlements, but Tony Busby, the attorney representing Watson's accuser, said on Wednesday that he looks forward to arguing Solis's case and that of the three remaining plaintiffs. Um, yeah, I don't even know what to say. What is up with the NFL just attracting the worst people from top to bottom? Yep. Every part of the organization just filled with horrible human beings. So if you are like me and getting a bunch of LinkedIn notifications that the NFL is hiring, do not take the bait. From the guys that brought you the term Putin's price hike, there is a new idea to make voters stop blaming their financial problems on Joe Biden. It is a three-month break from the federal gas tax. President Biden called on Congress yesterday to open up this economic safety valve. Here he is talking through the plan. By suspending the 18 cent gas tax, federal gas tax, for the next 90 days, we can bring down the price of gas and give families just a little bit of relief. Okay. Okay. Emphasis here is on the just a little bit. Many economists think that the gas tax holiday wouldn't actually help consumers that much, despite costing the government around $10 billion. The real winners of this plan might just be energy companies who could walk away with the savings. In any case, Biden's plan now needs to succeed in Congress, which is unlikely. Republicans widely oppose the tax holiday, while even some Democrats have spoken out against it. When House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was asked about the idea in March, she described it as, quote, very showbiz, whatever that means. Uh, but it's not necessarily landing in the pocket of the consumer. Five states have held their own gas tax holidays already this year or are about to, but state gas taxes are typically bigger, so there is a larger impact there. Anyways, whether or not this plan is good, we are glad that Biden got an opportunity to talk about cars. The man 
loves them. So uh, happy for him. He does. In this situation. It seems to be a prereq for being president these days. Yeah. Uh, you need to be around a large car and want to honk the horn as much as you can. <laughs> you have that instinct. Uh, it's the president's and like every two-year-old in America. Exactly right. Exactly. Uh, in Biden actions that would have a tangible impact, the White House plans to force tobacco companies to reduce the amount of nicotine in cigarettes sold in the United States to non-addictive levels. If successful, this move could help significantly reduce smoking-related deaths. According to administration documents released on Tuesday, the FDA plans to standardize and enforce maximum nicotine levels by May 2023, targeting some finished tobacco products as well as cigs. Also in Biden's sights is the bastard child of cigarettes and flash drives. E-cig maker Juul could be required by the FDA to take its products off the U.S. market entirely. That's according to a report yesterday from the Wall Street Journal. This follows the FDA's nearly two-year-long review of the company's data and specifically of the risks posed by Juul's popularity among young people. I am not young myself, but I have seen youngs have Juuls. I believe also they call them youths, actually, Gideon, but but sure. Sure. <laughs> I wouldn't know because I'm, I'm not youth. Uh, these two tobacco policies fit with one of the Biden administration's major goals, cutting cancer deaths in the United States. President Biden promised to reduce cancer deaths by 50% over 25 years, and to date, tobacco use remains the top cause of preventable death in the U.S. Still, it is significant that Biden is going after big tobacco since he was close childhood friends with the Marlboro Man. That's actually the end of the story that he was telling about him and Corn Pop. With Corn Pop? With Corn Pop. It all comes back to Corn Pop. Um, Always. No, this is actually, like, huge. I mean, reducing the amount of nicotine in a cigarette, that's kind of major. Props, Joe Biden and co., Yes, I'm excited to see what the Jewel contingent thinks based on some of the tweets I've seen. Uh, not too thrilled. Well, actually, I mean, like based on what I was reading, apparently Jewel is not cool with the kids anymore. I mean, maybe the olds are, are tweeting about it, but the kids, no, mm. they've moved on. They have other, God only knows what they're called, but they have other things. And those are the headlines. One more thing before we go, the January 6th committee will reconvene today, and this time they are focusing on Trump's attempt to use the Justice Department to back his election disinformation. Once again, your favorite Crooked hosts will be covering the hearing with a live group thread on our YouTube channel, where we will share our real-time reactions, commentary, and tweets. Of course, you guessed it. What else would we be doing? Our coverage begins today at 12 p.m. Pacific. Head to youtube.com slash crookedmedia to check it out. You know, maybe Gideon and I will even... Show up, you know, give you something exciting to look forward to. Emphasis on maybe. Maybe. (laughs) That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review. Don't inhale from your flash drive and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just gas prices that are 18 cents lower, like me, what is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and it, it all, all comes, comes back, back to, to corn, corn pop. pop. It does. That is the lore of does. this show and this presidency. So what can we <laughs> it do? It really is. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran and me, Gideon Resnick. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka.
Good news, Wad Squad. Crooked Coffee is officially here. Our first blend, Water Morning, is available in medium and dark roasts. They are both so delicious. Highly recommend. Medium is my personal favorite, and they are also just so beautiful. Like, they are bags that you want to display on your kitchen counter. The logo is so freaking cute. I can't get over it. And it's just really cool that this is finally here. It's specialty grade, ethically sourced, and small batch roasted to perfection. Plus, we are donating a portion of the proceeds to register her to help millions of women around the country vote. Go to crooked.com slash coffee to get your crooked coffee now. You can find out what all the hype is about. Try it for yourselves. Sip it while you're listening to What A Day. Hello, Wad Squad. In order to support our show, we need the help of some great advertisers, and we want to make sure those advertisers are ones you will actually want to hear about. But we need to learn a little more about you to make that possible. So go to podsurvey.com slash whataday and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better. That way we can bring on advertisers that you won't want to skip. Once you've completed the quick survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's podsurvey.com slash what a day, W H A T A D A Y. Thank you for your help. I live by routines, especially my same day delivery routine with Shipped. Because when Sunday rolls around, I'm not scared. I got my shopper on the way with all my favorites. Shipped, delight in every delivery. Learn more at shipped.com.